Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be taking a look at all of this week's Disney Plus originals, including The Beatles Get Back, Hawkeye, um, Becoming Custo, and much more. We'll also be um, showing a look at some of the news this week, though not a huge amount, obviously, with Thanksgiving and Black Friday and all of that lot. And before we go any further, a quick bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you do check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. You can like, follow, and subscribe on Facebook and Twitter. You can keep up with our like mailing lists, etc. through that. Also, you can support us from as little as $2 a month through Patreon or YouTube channel memberships. That helps keep all the lights on, keeps all the uh, funding of keeping everything moving. And yeah, just, you know, you guys really do help in just making sure all those bills get paid. So big thank you to Sarah for the executive producer level. Also, a big hello to Andrew, Elliot, Jacob, Caleb, Red Mars Man, Aero G, Andrew, Cody, Darren, The Juice, Lauren, and then over on the YouTubes. I'm a big hello and welcome to uh, Baba Trolling, Dave, the owner, CBBC Reborn, Adam, Maham. We've also got Ben, Raphael, Robert, J Blue, my VCR still works, Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah. Thank you very much for all of your support. Um, yeah, and also just a quick bit of housekeeping as well. I am just coming to the end of a nasty cold and cough, so you might hear me kind of, I'll be trying to do my best to mute it and get rid of it. Um, so that's one thing. Right. So, James, you have a nice Thanksgiving? I decent Thanksgiving. Uh, had a, a Zoom call with my folks and my sister who's over there in, in Scotland. So uh, not an ideal Thanksgiving, I suppose, but still a good one. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, for me, it was a little bit of a situation where I, because I knew it was going to be quietening down a little bit, um, I, was, I was keeping a lookout for any news and stuff, but I did actually just try and have a little bit of a, a couple of days um, where I did a, like half days because it was like, right, okay, let's just relax a bit. Everything's shut down. Let's have a little bit of um, some time off, and especially with not feeling great. It did actually work out pretty good with that one. But let's jump into the news first off. So there was a couple of little things that came out at the beginning of the, um, the week. The first off, the big announcement really was that we're going to be getting, or especially um, in the U.S., you're going to be getting Ron's Gone Wrong. So this one's going to be arriving on Disney Plus in the US on December the 15th. It had already been previously announced uh, for other countries like the UK. And um, that's because um, we don't have a HBO deal, which would have stopped this moving. Because what's been the problem for the last few years since Disney Plus launched is 20th Century Studios had a deal um, with uh, sort of HBO, which they signed nearly 10 years ago. And that contract comes to an end in 2022. So what's actually ended up happening is they've kind of made a new deal, and this was from Variety, where HBO Max will continue to get access to all of the 20th Century Studios films until the end of 2022. And then from there, um, Disney Plus and Hulu will then get access to a selection of titles from tw from now on until, 20 until the end of 22. Um, so, but HBO and HBO Max will maintain its pay one TV window exclusivity for approximately half of the slate through 2022. And the first title that will be shared will be um, Ron's Gone Wrong. So that's um, a pretty cool one. So there's a couple of things I just want to um, bring up there. First off, this deal will not be extended. It's not going to be extended once it's done. It's literally like a, a little bit of, they've probably got about 18 months left of the contract, maybe even a little bit less than that. And they've done this deal. They've also got the rights to do ad placements within those movies. And just in general, it just means the, the key thing as well is HBO Max is getting them early as well. Because ultimately before this, they were going to be getting them 
maybe nine months later, six to nine months. So they they're all kind of gaining from this. I don't know if there's been any money spent. I suspect there might have been, but it allows Disney to kind of make a make the most of some of its titles that it's releasing over the next year. But to note, not all of them. So there could be a few key ones that might um I suspect most of the searchlight movies are probably not going to be included in this deal. Um so just say that um one's gone wrong is going to be the first one. There's a lot of speculation that Free Guy might slide into it as well because that hasn't arrived on HBO Max. But what did you think of this one? Yeah, it's good news for both Warner Brothers and Disney. Uh, anytime they can come to some sort of agreement like this, works out pretty well for both. I think obviously Disney gets the slightly better one because HBO uh, really does need or benefits from having the content. I don't think they need it at this point, but. Uh, here in the States, it'll be nice to be able to, to get those on Hulu. It'd be, I mean, Run's Gone Wrong would be one that'd be great on Disney Plus, but, yeah. Yeah, well, it's, that's where it's going. Yeah, so um, so I think, you know, I think we're going to get things like this. Uh, Run's Gone Wrong will go to Disney Plus. I suspect West Side Story is probably another one that will go to Disney Plus, uh, probably, probably maybe around February time. And there might be a few other, like, I imagine more of the family-friendly ones, the kind of the PG-13 ones will be the ones that will head over to um, be shared between Disney and Warner Brothers. And I think this is a, just a good way of them kind of getting the, the last of this contract out the way. You know, I imagine from Disney's point of view, it's extremely frustrating to have all these, to be making these movies, spending money on promoting them and then giving them to your opposition. It, it can't be easy. And they've, they've, they've known for a while, there's been a lot of pressure on Disney to sort this out. But more importantly, this just gives Disney a few extra big movies in 2022, which is, it's got to be a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. And then of course, you know, the last couple of big meetings, like the investors call and, and Disney day or Disney plus day, sorry. Uh, we got a lot of feedback from the executives. Like uh, we know we need to get more content on Disney plus. We need to get more uh, things that people want to watch to keep drawing them in, get new subscribers. That's a big thing that Disney's focusing on those. So if they can get, Free Guy, Ron's Gone Wrong, West Side Story, uh, some of the other big Fox ones coming up. That's a big win for them because, the, you know, that's what we heard at the last couple of uh, investors. We need, we need more content. We need more more drawing in. And now they're, they're starting to get that. Now, yeah. now we just need to see if they can maybe make arrangements with some of the other uh, people still holding Fox licenses and even a couple Disney licenses. Yeah, I think well, the trouble. I think the trouble is about they're all getting to the end of these contracts. So it's like, how much is it worth? So Disney obviously went like, we need some bigger titles on the Disney Plus. We're we're taking a bit of a hit on um, the stock market. It's just a general consensus that they need these titles. Um, I mean, hopefully, in some ways, maybe some movie, uh, some money didn't change hands. It was just on the lines of, you know. Look, can we do this? You can have them like six months early to HBO Max. Might have been enough to HBO go, yeah, let's just get this. Like, you know, it's a win for us if we get them early. You know, for them to get runs gone wrong and things like probably and things like the Last Jewel and French Dispatch. You know, they're probably all going to be getting them early as well. It will just help. It's just going to help everybody. Um, so I thought this, I was a, I was not expecting this. I just thought this contract was just they was going to keep rolling until the end of next year. There might even be speculation that they got extended maybe a couple of months just to kind of get to the end of the year to just try and sort that all out. But I think just generally, it's just, just it's a pretty good one. Yeah, I mean, HBO or Warner Brothers absolutely would have gotten something out of this deal. And then them just saying, okay, yeah, you can have it on Hulu or yeah. Disney Plus 
doesn't give them anything. So even if we don't know what it is, I'm certain that uh, Disney had to give something to yeah. HBO Max. And, and it, it might not even be content. It might be like some sort of favor. It might be like a technology share. Who knows? Yeah. I doubt we'll ever find out, honestly. No, but just as a whole, great stuff, really, just to kind of give us a few extra titles in the US. For us, in the UK, makes no difference. We're getting all those movies. We're getting all of them. They're not being shared at all with HBO, um, so we don't even want to worry about it. So I'm looking forward to because we're getting the last jewel on Monday on Disney. I'm sorry, on Wednesday on Disney Plus. So we're getting a nice, nice good movie next week. So j just to clarify, uh, that's I keep hearing the last jewel, but you're talking the last duel with Matt Damon. Last, and last jewel. That's what I'm saying, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I think the, <laughs> I think the stuffiness is kind of anyway. In any yeah, event, the last jewel. Uh, yeah, jewel. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, never mind. In my head, that's what I'm saying. So there we go. <laughs> um, so also this week, um, Disney tried to hide some of its uh, the SEC filings, literally the night of night before Thanksgiving. And um, in that there, we found out that Disney is planning on spending $33 billion in this financial year, which runs until the end of, I think it's the end of September next year. About 10 million of that is going on, so 10 billion of that is going on sports, but they're spending an additional 8 billion on content for its direct-to-consumer business that's just continuing to spend making content, which is good news. Some of the things that came out of it, there was also some news regarding um, television numbers. So this is um, based on the United States. And so these are subscribers. So this is basically three people that are subscribing to television packages to get access to these um, channels. So they're not like, that's why ABC is not on here because they don't have like, you know, it's, in, it's just a broadcast network. So according to the stats, from 2020 to 2021, pretty much nearly every channel has lost nearly about 10 million um, subscribers. The Disney Channel went from 85 million down to 76. Um, ESPN went from 86 down, so 84 down to 76. Freeform went from 86 to 76. FX went from 86 to 77. And National Geographic went from 85 to 76. So in this whole like pandemic, generally these television bundles have lost 10 million subscribers somewhere. Um, now, whether or not that was because of people like losing their jobs and all the rest of it, and people cutting, starting to do a lot more cord cutting, you know, looking at those bills because they were at home. Because ironically, you'd think like in a pandemic that they would be watching more television, but I think people were looking at what they were spending on and really showcasing that there's a lot of um, a lot of people just leaving traditional um, television networks and going over to streaming because streaming numbers are up. Disney Plus is up sixty one percent. ESPN Plus is 66, Hulu's up 20 odd percent. You know, the, they're moving away from where they are. Yeah, and, and I think part of it, you know, is a certain amount of control that, that people at home have over the content that they watch. If you're watching traditional television, especially in the middle of the day with a lot of people working from home, you're, you're going to get daytime television. Mm. And, uh, you know, there's a reason we we don't see daytime television picking up a lot of awards or, or generating a lot of, of buzz, you know? So if you're working from home and you're doing a nine to five, uh, just since mm -hmm. most people are, your choice is I can sit here and, and binge watch The Price is Right or daytime soaps, or yep, I can turn on Netflix and I can um, have 
Tiger King running in the background, or I can be watching Hawkeye or, or the Mandalorian over here. Yeah, I mean, an easy choice. Just it is exactly what what you said. You know, sat there this week. You know, The Rock put that on instead of watching, you know, Good Morning Breakfast or whatever it is. Um, then Tiger King. What well, I watched the new five episodes of that in one morning because you put a movie on rather it's like I'm not going to sit through Loose Women in this morning. I'd rather just put something on in the background. But I think, just in general, there's a lot of people shifting. Now, I don't think we're going to completely get away from these t- linear networks. I think they're going to close some of them down. You know, I think, like, Disney XD, I could see F- FXX um, going into it, or even FXM. You know, those kind of networks may be starting to be um, slimmed down a little bit. I wouldn't be too surprised if National Geographic Wild was another one. Kind of trimmed down some of the. But I always kind of think, you know, at the end of the day, Disney are still making a lot of money from these cable companies paying them to have access to these channels. And it's an income. And also, I tend to look at it like, these people that are subscribed are probably not going to subscribe to the streaming services because they're paying for the cable and all the rest of it. To me, sometimes it's not necessarily a or. or So it's a case of if not this, the other. It's like sometimes, well, Disney will actually want to hit both. You know, um, so I would expect maybe the Disney Channel in the US to survive a lot longer than anywhere else, as long as they still got viewers. And the same thing with um, ESPN. As long as they're still making money from it, they're going to continue to do it. So I think where the change might end up happening is um, in the subscription packages available uh, for the linear channels, so the live channels. Uh, right now, you know, you have your base package and then you have a whole bunch of add-ons. A lot of the Disney channels fall on the add-ons, the ESPN channels fall on the add-ons. And then of course the special ones like HBO stars, et cetera. You probably start seeing these compresses compress into fewer and fewer packages. And eventually um, we're talking probably pretty long term here. You might even get to a point where it's just, there is a basic cable package and this has got Disney and ESPN and uh, FX and all those. And that's it. Cause, yeah, because it's funny actually. Because here, I'm um, like Sky. So I have a satellite television package. We, when we moved in, my wife wanted to go back to having a satellite because we'd been on, we'd been a cord cutter for like three years. She said, "When we get into our new house, I want to have um, proper television again." I'm like, "Well, we don't really need to." But I said, "I, I want to, I want to install a satellite dish because I want to have access to the free channels because, you know, like you say, you want to watch daytime TV, you want to watch the news, you might as well watch the news channel." Um, so I have Sky, and like you literally yesterday I had an email. Oh, we've up, we, you know, the last year they gave me a year of Discovery Plus for free. They've literally emailed me yesterday. Oh, as a special gift, you've now got another year of Discovery Plus for free. So the lines of right. Hey, I think I've watched like two things. I think my wife watches a little bit more on it, but it's like, yeah, I've never. I'm not going to pay for Discovery Plus, so it's included in my package. I've actually got Netflix included in my bundle. I've also named they also introduced Peacock into the bundle as well this past week. Um, so now it's like, actually, I'm paying Sky, but I'm actually getting access to about three or four streaming services within this bundle now. With, and so the box is primarily, it's like a combination now of all my digital, you know, and then you've got Disney Plus built into it as well. Um, so it's very much becoming my main way of watching everything is through the And which is where I think, like, the satellite and cable companies are going to move over. If, you know, they want to be the ones controlling how they, how it gets out there. Yeah. Um, and they sh- it's a shifting way, but I can see how Sky and Comcast over here in the UK are shifting to focusing not necessarily on the amount of TV channels you've got, but it's your bundles and what access you get to, you know, because they're going to be doing, they've done a deal with Paramount Plus, they've got a deal with HBO. So essentially, I'm getting like bundles of all these streaming services built into it that way around. 
yeah, and that's actually the same for me. I've got a, a number of of streaming services built into my normal cable package. Mm. Um, and then uh, similarly, like my my mother got a year of Disney Plus through her cell phone. Uh, yeah. She was Verizon, right? Um, I don't think she renewed after that. But yeah, the, these streaming services are coming through mm. non-traditional methods as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, my parents have they they have one of my <laughs> they have access to one of my accounts because they I mean literally my I own it I think they watch a little bit more now but it was literally the only reason was just so my dad could watch the Mandalorian that was pretty much the only reason they would watch it but they are watching a little bit more on it but I think just as a whole you know television networks and stuff are dropping and we're going to continue to see it to drop whether or not we see um, what they've done like here in the UK we've only pretty much got the National Geographic channel left which is really annoying because they put in. Um, hot the new series of Hot Zone onto National Geographic this next week. So I had to go through the guide and press record and set it all up. I'm like, oh, well, why didn't I? Because we just finished watching Hot Zone season one on Disney Plus because it's a star original here. Um, man, it's freaky watching that now, like after it. And you know, they're all talking about this fundamental idea of a what would happen if, you know, we don't want to press that emergency button? Well, the world did, and we didn't react so well. So it's good. And they're all full of hope, and then they're going, you know, guys, it won't work. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, between Chernobyl a couple of years ago on HBO Max and then Dope Sick, uh, which is done here, but I guess you guys still have some episodes left, and Hot Zone, just like, ah, okay, we, we, we learned nothing. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Good job, guys. No, um, so let's jump into some other reviews. So that's because there wasn't a huge amount of news this week, uh, as we expected with um, the thing. And the only one I will bring up is if you are in the US and you haven't got Hulu, have a look now. You can get it for about 99 cents a month or about a year. So it's a really good bundle. Um, just so you can watch, if you can just watch the Hulu originals, you, you, you're good. You've got loads of content there. Um, a lot of them are the stuff that we talk about with the Star Originals. So if you, Look into it. I would honestly, if I was there and I wasn't a subscriber, I'd be I'd be doing that with the Hulu. Um, also, if you've got the the Hulu Live bundle, um, the Live TV bundle, you're now going to get Disney Plus and ESPN Plus included in your bundle from the next month. The price is going up a little bit if you haven't got the um, this Disney streaming bundle, but if you've got the Disney streaming bundle, it will come down. Why anyone is paying seventy odd dollars a month? For live Hulu, I do not understand. But again, I it just feels like a weird, weird combination of doing streaming your live package. Never mind. That's nevertheless. Let's jump into the reviews. So let's start off. We've got quite a few ones to run through. So let's start off with a fun one. Hawkeye. First two episodes dropped on Wednesday. Um, I really enjoyed it. I wasn't blown away. I'll be honest, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily blown away with, with this series. It was a very kind of like, oh, okay, I enjoyed it. It was fun getting into it. But it didn't really kind of, like I said, I, you know, I'd, I'd probably, you know, I think I gave it like a, a four out of five. It didn't, and I, I think that's kind of, where's it going to go? Where's it going to be going from here? Um, there's lots of fun stuff with it. But it was kind of weird going back to like only seeing like the tracksuit mafia after we've had like sentinels trying to take over the entire universe, dragons and stuff trying to come out from the hells of, of a gate trying to destroy everything on the planet, and we've had cybernetic um, assassins, and then we literally go to some really bad thugs. It, it, what did you think? 
Yeah, I, I think I'm a little more tolerant to that because that is literally what the, the comic was, is kind of Hawkeye is supposed to be the, the ground level hero yes. who's taking on, you know, uh, fairly incompetent Russian mafia yeah. uh, uh, who are entertaining. I, I mean, they're very entertaining, but you don't get the sense of threat from them the way you did from any of the characters, even Falcon and the Winter Soldier or... Uh, Heck, even WandaVision had that kind of underlying tension going on. Um, having said that, it, it's very clear that that's also kind of the point. Um, you know, you had the the Hawkeye interrogation scene mirroring back to uh, Black Widow's introduction in the Avengers movie. Uh, and it's like, okay, you guys captured me. Let's talk. I want to talk to your boss. Uh, things like that. And it's, it's it's definitely depowered. Um, yeah. And this is, this is another series where... I'm glad they dropped two episodes because the plot really doesn't start until about halfway through the second episode. Uh, the first episode's almost entirely character introduction. It was very much funny because the first episode literally is just, um, was it Kate's origin? That's pretty much all it is. Um, which is, I didn't have a problem with that. I actually thought that was fun. I enjoyed it and I'm really looking forward to watching this week's episode. So it wasn't like, but I don't really, I didn't really have that kind of, wow, that was, that was amazing. It was like, yeah. That was that was good. It was good, but in some ways, like you say, because they stripped everything down to bare bones. You know, the Hawkeye is the most. You know, he literally he's just got a bow and arrow. That's all he's got. Um, and it it's that kind of thing. Of the, the universe has got so big and so expanse that it does feel small. Now things could really start picking up if some of the characters that are rumored, like you know, might start picking coming into it. Um, you know, I think like. You know, like with Daredevil and Kingpin and all this kind of stuff coming into it, it could be fun. But right now, based on those two episodes, it's like, yeah, this is my fourth favorite out of all the Disney Plus series this year. Um, let's see where it goes. I will be checking it out every Wednesday morning when it drops, and I'm really looking forward to it. But it, it's it's like I said, it's a really hard one because it's like there's nothing wrong with it. And that was the thing. Is I'm not sitting there going, well, what did I? There was nothing I didn't like. I liked it all. It just didn't go to that next level. And I think um, some of that is also going to be whether you're coming from the comics or not. I, more than any of the other books or the other series that we've had so far, this one has a lot of nods to comics that will that you probably won't catch yeah. unless you are familiar with them. Uh, the big, there are two pretty big ones. One is um, Kate's new stepfather uh, yeah. is is very important. They obviously show that is going to be an important character but if you know the history of the comics you're going to go okay th this is even more important than thinking sword swordsman is that right swordsman right yes um, um I, I mean i honestly was half expecting him just to start twizzling his mustache and going <laughs> i mean because he was not... he was it was so like really yeah it just it was so come, over the top i'm going to come back to him in one second the, the second point though was uh the friend of kate at the beginning you see her name very briefly on the phone is greer uh, right. It's probably a reference to Tigra, um, an right. Avenger, uh, who turns into a human cat. Uh, I don't think they're going to do anything with her in this series, but they might be setting her up for at some point. Anyway. Well, there, gonna be a, um, there was going to be a Hulu animated series of her, wasn't there? Right. I don't know if it was going to be the same yeah. actress or anything like that, but uh, it, it's... I don't know. It, it might just be a fun Easter egg, and they're not going to do anything with it. Uh, she's a bit of a problematic character for a number of reasons. In any event, um, when I was first watching this the show, I, I looked up the actor for um, the Swordsman, and uh, it's Tony Dalton. But I originally read it as Timothy Dalton. I'm like, 
Timothy Dalton, man, I can't even tell that's James Bond under the under all that makeup, and he's doing a great job twirling. No, it, it's not Timothy Dalton. It's it's you're still muted. Oh, what was what was he in? He was in something where he did have a mustache, wasn't it? Um, and he well, was a really bad villain. And yeah, oh, well, he, yeah, well, very well, similar. He was the uh, villain of Hot Fuzz, wasn't he, Timothy Dalton? Yes, yeah, yeah, with a little mustache. Yeah, Which it's one yeah. Of, still one of the best action movies of all. Oh time, yeah, honestly. I mean, you can't beat the Cornet trilogy. Yeah, um, it's definitely it's fun, but I feel like um, I almost feel like I need to. We need to see where it goes. Um, they really did. I think dropping those two episodes really helped because I think had it ended where it ended, everyone would be like, "Where's Hawkeye? What's he doing?" And like people go, "Oh, why is Kate Bishop?" It's like, come on, she is hot. She she is part of the Hawkeye, you know, character now. Um, kind of interconnected completely. I don't know. I I thought I thought she was great in it. I mean, kind of a little bit of very much in that teenage zone. I've uh, been making some silly mistakes, but that's refreshing. Kind of gives me a little bit of like the Peter Parker and um, Spider-Man vibes of being here, being much younger. And if we're building the young Avengers, you want them to be young. That's the general point of it. Um, I, yeah, I, I, like I said, it was, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Um, great stuff. But um, yeah. Well, I, I think the only complaint that I have is that, uh, you know, Kate takes on the tracksuit mafia a couple of times in fights. And I was like, okay, she's not super powered. Like, like Spider-Man is, I'm having a little bit of a hard time believing that she's holding her own against these these rough. Well, but I disagree with that because I think they made a very very strong point throughout the montage and her like dropping references here and there to winning competitions of martial arts, winning competitions with archery, coming in state on fencing. You know, they did establish that she actually has a she's tr a trained. You know, she is trained for this. So I didn't actually, for me, that was where like, no, no, they, they did a good job of like setting, you know, dropping the Easter egg so you knew where that, that was going. Yeah, no, I had no problem with her skills. Absolutely at all. Like her ability to hold her own in the fight was fine. The, the bigger problem is you've got very burly, strong Russian men. If they connect with her at all, which they did a couple of times, like she's going to feel that. Uh, yeah. no, no amount of training in the world really prepares you for getting punched in the face by a Russian who has been living at the gym. Yeah. Um, that that was the only real complaint. We will see where it's going. I mean, the, the, the character introduced at the very end of episode two suggests we are about to ramp up into to much more interesting territory. Well, I mean, essentially now we're already um, a third of the way through the series. Right. You know, and that's six episodes. We've already done, you know, we've already done two episodes. So, we've, um, so I think that kind of, it's got us into it. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm literally as one of those signs of great. Um, I but I think I always was like even at the beginning of the year, Hawkeye was always my least favorite of all the ones they were announcing. And even that was with Miss Marvel. It always was at the bottom of the pile of all the ones I wanted to watch. Um, and yeah, I, it did exactly what I wanted. It's you know, it's great. We're another episode on Wednesday. Perfect. Um, so yeah, so that was pretty cool. We also got. Um, Let's talk now the Beatles. The Beatles get back. So we had three episodes drop this week. So we had one drop on Thursday, one drop on Friday, one drop this morning. Um, three parts all around about two and a half to three hours a piece. That's six, seven hours of footage. I was lucky enough that I was able to watch them last weekend. I literally like I was able to watch them. So I've got a little bit of a heads up in order to kind of because had I had to watch it this week it would have been a bit of a struggle 
I think just watching as a whole, and I'm going to be honest, this was a situation where um, I enjoyed it, but I had some major problems with it. It's like, I really enjoyed the music. Um, I've been listening to Get Back anyway for the last couple of weeks, building up to it, so I was much more used to those music. Because while I've been uh, used to hearing the Beatles my entire life, you know, grew up, you know, um, on it. Um, I was making a joke earlier on social media about the fact of, well, my fir- one of my first records was Paul McCartney, but it was just happened to be the Frog Chorus rather than um, anything else. And so I, you know, grew up with them had already been broken up. And I, I remember buying the one album with all them number ones. I think I bought it for my mum, but I made a copy before I gave it. You know, you when we used to do that, where you used, to, you used to buy people CDs or tapes, and you'd make a copy before you'd give it to them as a present. <laughs> I normally did it after I gave him his print. Like, oh yeah, let me just grab this for a second. Um, yeah, but, but so I, I I I wasn't too familiar with some of the songs. So I enjoyed that aspect. I really enjoyed in the third one that dropped today was them performing on the rooftop. You know, them performing the songs in full. The whole aspect of the police trying to close them down because they were doing an unexpected gig on the top and the problems that it was causing. I really enjoy so like a good hour and a half of this today's episode I, is really good. I, I watched it again this morning, so I've actually watched the episode twice. So that shows um, that my problem was there's a lot of just rehearsing, a lot of just messing about. You know, you basically, I mean, it was a. There's almost like you know there's that there's, there's stuff to this documentary which is great. Um, uh, Peter Jackson explained last week that um, I was on like a Q and A Q&A with him, and he was explaining how the technology they, they came up with to do the audio where they could strip the audio out and extract um, everything individually. So what they would be doing is like when they're having a private conversation, they were actually strumming their guitar to try and hide it from the recording. So while they're having a private conversation, but this new technology is able to take out all the instrumental. So you've just got them talking. So you've got a nice crisp version of them talking, which we'd never heard before. Um, had this been released back in the like the seventies, you just wouldn't have heard all this stuff. Because not only did he have hours and hours and hours of footage, he also had even more audio footage. Because when they were filming it, they were hiding microphones all over the place um, to get to, because they to try and catch the real real of them. You know, they put little sticky labels over the over the stick over the light on the camera to set it to record and then walk away for fifteen minutes, twenty minutes until it ran until the tape ran out to get them to be relaxed, to actually be themselves rather than being like on camera. Um, so that's why we're seeing some of the conversations and stuff being very um, real. I mean, it was like um, there's one whole scene where Paul McCartney and John Lennon are in having a really heated conversation and all they've got is a hidden table, a hidden microphone they put in the fruit bowl or something and managed to get it that way. So there's some really important things and we're hearing stuff for the first time. We're really seeing the band breaking up you, know, you can see the problems manifesting between them, especially in the first episode. You're really seeing how they've all been apart and they've all come back together and they're struggling to get the groove together. You know, they're both, they've all got used to being on their own and having control. I think by the third episode, they're all in a really good place. They, there doesn't seem to be a lot of arguments and stuff in the third episode. They've kind of got together because, but they're trying to do too much and there's too much pressure. And it really, they crumble in that first episode. The second episode, they just they're in the rehearsal room and then it the problem is with this one is it's so long. You know, Paul um, you know 
it's near a seven hour movie. There was originally going to be a movie that was going to be released in cinemas. I think had it been a two and a half hour movie, it would have been it would just squashed it there. And I think more of us would have enjoyed it. I feel it's way too long for the mass majority of people to actually watch it. I think for diehard fans, they're gonna love it. I think for music historians and stuff, they're gonna love it. There is nothing wrong with it as it is, but it is not. I don't. I don't think this is mainstream. I it was being pushed as a, a mainstream thing, but it, it was so niche. I, I really feel like it was a bit too niche. I mean, if it was anybody other than the Beatles, uh, we no one would be pushing for this at all. That's why it's mainstream. It's because it's the Beatles, and it's it's new footage, new audio, etc. Um, but yeah, as, as we talked about in the the run up to this, one of the things with Peter Jackson's work is. Uh, he has a tendency to just let them go, completely let them go. Uh, the other documentary by him uh, that I saw, uh, They Shall Not Grow Old, did not have that problem. In fact, I, I could have gone with that being a little bit longer. But in general, yeah. his works are just like, yeah, dude, get an editor and cut this down. Um, so I have not seen the third episode that that dropped. Um, it morning. did not. It did not drop early enough for me to watch it before yeah. this recording. Um, I didn't watch this. I did. I watched the first 15 minutes of the second episode in the first half hour of the first one. Um, and that, that those, I was not time pressed. I, I just stopped watching them. Uh, I think it's like you said, people who are really big Beatles fans, absolutely watch this. This is a side of the Beatles that you've heard about. Obviously we know what happened because they broke up, but you, you've not heard these conversations before. And it really does give a lot of insight and it, it does kind of challenge the whole Yoko Ono uh thing that a lot of people have well, as well it it, it does supports it and yeah i mean there's, there's a couple of times in there where i mean she's screaming down the um microphone while they're singing and stuff and it's funny because paul mccartney's kid does the same thing and it was like actually she's slightly better at it um but there was a whole thing at the beginning with a little bit of a conversation about oh well the beat was break up because yoko ono sat on something and broke it or something and then, yeah she's very much she just doesn't leave aside and you know, we've got the we've got the advantage of history. I mean, I think even Paul McCartney has said because um, one of the, there was a few things that they wanted. They wanted this to be um, they they didn't have any restrictions. The only thing is Disney wanted them to edit like the swearing and the smoking and any drug references out. That was a flat refusal. It had to be included. They didn't want it edited, um, which is for the best. And it kind of throws out this whole thing with this whole babysitting service. Like, well, this is doesn't come under it, and then. There's a whole kind of thing as well of like I think like some people are like watching this going oh you could really see them all struggling because obviously I think Paul McCartney became you know he was the one that was he was the reason behind the breakup and you know he went on and had a big career but and then obviously with what happened with John Lennon you know they all had really successful careers afterwards but you can also just see you know they they were not the guys that came together when they were, when they started the Beatles. And you can see them just falling and I think the main thing as well when they lost their manager they didn't have a leader. They didn't have someone controlling them, and they all went off. It was probably at a time, you know, I mean, they made some incredible stuff together. But like all groups, you know, you're what you're like when you're 16, 18, and when what you're like when you're a million, a multi-millionaire 40-year-old is probably, you've probably got a very different outlook on life. Um, and they probably, you know, want to do their own thing. It was it was, it was, was fascinating. I, I'm, I'm really glad I have seen it. But I am still at the same time of, I mean, I gave it a three and a half because of the editing and how long it was because i was watching it and i was i was getting bored i was on the phone i at one, i think when i watched episode two i was still like tinkering about and doing bits and pieces while i had it on another screen because it's like this is just it's just too long 
It was just like, and that's the thing of like, oh, if I'm getting distracted and I'm getting bored, that's not a good sign. Um, I really could have done with some more um, like context sometimes because I think sometimes they just like glossed over the history and what happened afterwards. Uh, this is a really important moment, but you don't know about it because you haven't, you know, you you wouldn't know. You know, instead of it doesn't cut off, you know, some subtitles and like that, just to kind of say, well, this is important because of this. This is, you know, after this, he used this song for his first number one single or something like that. That would have been good because not everyone knows every single part of the history. And I, I really just felt, I mean, this is just not for your casual audience. I know Disney were going out for this, you know, they were pushing it as it's like, this ain't going to hit that. I hit that mark. It's too niche. I, I would agree with that. I think what I would have done in their shoes is maybe take uh, the first two episodes and then the first part of the third episode, I'm kind of guessing at the third one, uh, compress that into uh, a documentary by itself and then do the rooftop session, the mm. play maybe as its own thing as well, because it sounds like they just do the rooftop session mm. and, and that's what the recording is. I, that's probably how I would have handled it. Um, it you reminded me of something, actually a podcast I used to listen to called The Great War, and it, it mm. was doing World War One uh, week by week as if it was reporting on it as it was happening just a yeah. hundred years later. But one thing they would do occasionally be like, this happened this week, like th this general moved his men to this location. Now, at the moment, that doesn't seem like a big thing, but three weeks from now, this is going to be huge, so keep this yeah. in mind. And I wish they had done that with this as well, yeah. like you were talking about. Yes, in the context of that moment, we don't know what this, the importance of this, but yeah, you can go, we we do, and you yeah. can definitely go, it's not important now, but it will be important later. Yeah, because I really enjoyed the first like opening bit where we're getting like a history lesson with the Beatles, mm -hmm. um, you know, like... Because essentially, I mean, what happened was I was ended up going on to Wikipedia to do more research after I watched bits of it to find out what important. Like that's that's not a mark of a good documentary to do that, where you you, you want to, you want to find out more, but you're like, well, what what was this about? What actually happened? them? yeah, it, it's the kind of thing of like there there's yeah okay the length of it is a problem, but on its own it, it is a really important thing. Um. Yeah, it's it's such a weird little thing. Um, the reason it was released as a three-part series was back when Disney put together or ABC put together the Beatles anthology series, which Bob Iger was working on in New Zealand. They were released over three nights, and Peter Jackson thought that was great, and so wanted to repeat it. And then then it came about. Well, what when can we do three nights? Thanksgiving, you know, and that was when, um. Because he, he didn't, because Peter Jackson doesn't like weekly. He doesn't like doing a weekly thing, but he liked the idea of doing like a mini event. And it's like, and I'm just sitting there going, was there was people were people doing it? Because I don't know about on my social media. I mean, it, it didn't. It did not feel like that's what was happening. Um, yeah, definitely not on on what I feel like. Um, I'm just going to look because I just literally just did a poll um, about an hour or so ago, right. So we got about 100 votes. So this is only obviously just a straw poll on social media. What did you think of the Beatles? 25% said they loved it. 8% said they, it was okay. 5% said it was boring. And 60% said they didn't watch it. Um, which is like, okay, that's that's uh, what? 65% really didn't like it or wasn't had no interest in it. And that's obviously just a straw poll. But I've really not been... There's a lot of people like talking about how great it is. But you get away from that. I know, like in our Facebook group, there's really been not a lot of buzz on it. I thought there'd be, a, you know, it's like 
But if this is supposed to be this big event, there'll be a lot more excitement over it. And it was there's just, just it's like, how, how much excitement can you have over something that's 50 years old? Something, well, there's no spoilers because this happened 50 years ago. No, it's a bit of a strange one. I'm really glad they did it. I'm I'm totally in. I've gotten I my one thing is just it would have been nice of some more edit. like if they're rehearsing a song, maybe just show the one song being rehearsed once rather than fifty times because that was the other thing like oh, you know. You, you, you oh, we changed the word. We changed this. You change this. Change that. Change this. Change that. Change this. Change that. Like, oh, come on, let's play the song. We playing the same song over and over with like one chord change or one word change or a phrase has been changed or we drop something and yeah it, it just gets repetitive and repetitive. Um, also, obviously it's a straw poll, so don't don't take it seriously. But of course, um, I suspect that this is also a show that's going to very much self-select the yeah. people who want to watch this, who think who big Beatles fans or movie pro uh, music producers themselves want to be in on creating music. Yeah. They're going to watch this. They're going to love it. Um, and if you're not a huge Beatles fan, you're going to look at it and go, you want me to sit through seven hours? Nah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to watch something else. So I suspect you will you'll see the ratings, uh, especially user ratings, trend pretty high. But that's because the people watching it already know they're going to want to watch that. I'm really looking forward to what happens. Obviously, like I can see it trending already. Um, what happens like week on week? Also, what happens when the Nielsen ratings come out? Does it, does it hit? You know, I mean, the minutes should kick it up a bit. But I don't know. It's a real strange list. I'm, I've got to say to Disney, you know, good on G doing something different. This is exactly what we wanted on Disney Plus. We wanted some variety. Where we want something different. Keep doing it. This is this is this is good stuff. You know, you can why they're allowed to smoke and swear and talk about all kinds of stuff in this one, but we can't have any reference to single thing um, in anything else. Is like, well, come on, you know, Beatles, you know. We need a little bit more because um, this is like this. Just because I saw a lot of Americans going, well, "Why is this not on Hulu? It doesn't fit 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 with Disney Plus." It's like, well, yeah, it, it, this is the problem with Disney Plus. Of, and I had a lot of a lot of messages and a lot of emails asking, "Hey, how? What time is?" And then people because I did an article like, "What time does it, was it on?" Because I do that for all of them because people are asking. Well, I'm not getting up at three o'clock in the morning to watch it. I'm not getting up at three o'clock in the morning to watch. Um, you know. You know the Beatles, and, and what times I'm going to miss it because because they're going for an older or, an older audience that doesn't understand streaming, so they're trying to get Disney Plus just to watch it, and they think it's on once at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and that's, that's, it's like no, and I've I've, I've had to, I've had to do at least a dozen emails to people saying to them, "Don't worry, it's going to be available afterwards. You can watch it whenever you want. You know, if you want to watch it in the evening, that's what it'll be there. It doesn't work like traditional television." And it's like. Oh, like, and I've not seen, I mean, you, you know, in two plus years, get the odd person, but this was like, what time's it on? And can I watch it again afterwards? Like, this is like, this is like my granny ringing up. Or like, yeah. well, you know, the days when you, if you didn't watch it, you never saw it again. Cause that's how we grew up watching television, you know? And this is, you know, that audience is, is looking for this. Yeah, no, learning how to program the VCR back in the day, you know, that, that was one of the skills that my, my younger sister learned was uh, how to, to program the VCR so she could uh, catch the figure skating competitions and watch those. But as much as we joke about this, this is a good thing. You know, th yeah. this is going after an audience that would not be watching Disney Plus. And, you know, even if they, they only turn on the Beatles and then never watch it again, okay, 
fine. But at least a couple of them are going to go, okay, well, what else can I watch here? And how many of them are never going to unsubscribe because they, they can't work it out? Well, I mean, <laughs> that, that is certainly a thing. I mean, yeah. uh, that, that is the gym method. Yeah. You know? um, I was just funny because you just reminded me of what my granddad did because um, he was so into technology. You know, he had to have every gadget. And um, he, he brought um, these the video machines. They brought in Video Plus. And they used to have a little code. They were like five, six-digit code. So every TV series or every TV show would have a code. So in its radio times, you just say like seven, eight, six. So, you should, so you'd put that into the into the VCR, and it would. So it was a, it's supposed to be like a way of being much more. You didn't have to put the times and stuff. You put this code in, and it would know when to record it. And I'm just like, God, he's like, you try to explain that to you know somebody now of how to watch a TV show. Oh yeah, you need to buy a TV guide, and in there there'll be a little code. And then you need to put that into your VCR on a, on a thing, not on a screen. There's no screen or anything. Um, and yeah, it, you just—it's just—it's such a—that is the audience that are watching this. When when you were growing up, did they put the the TV schedule in your newspaper? Or was that yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, was, every every cool. every night in the local paper, you go straight to the TV guide. Yeah. What what's on and tonight? The, and, it, and like yeah. Friends, Chandler does something stupid yeah. or something. And it would have like yeah. the brief description. Those, and it was a big thing when they put Channel Five on there. Ooh. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't put all the channels over, but nevertheless, but we're talking about the people. We're doing some nostalgia. <laughs> I, we're doing some nostalgia, but I'm also I, I don't really want to go back to that. Either, it's it's funny because like, like last night I was cooking dinner and my wife got home from work and she, and she comes in and I had the Beatles album on and she's like, "Why are you listening to the Beatles?" And I went, well, "Why can't I listen to the Beatles?" I said, "Well, I've been doing stuff all week with you know," with the, and I said, "I just wanted to." Look. I'm just like. The bit, like yeah, I've never heard you listen to the beat. Was it like ten years? Like oh, yeah, that's what I just did. So yeah, so that's so I've been doing that. So yeah, I'll be on to some of those next week. Right, let's now talk about another um, documentary that got released this week was um, Becoming Cousteau. It's all about the French diverman, and this one got released on Wednesday. Um, as you know, we're both scuba divers. My mum used to constantly call me Cousteau because that was the only scuba diver that people knew. Um, and um, so I found this fascinating. I felt this was a fascinating documentary. The early days of natural history document, because uh, I mean, we you know we're both fans of National Ge of Geographic, the BBC series, you know, all these kind of things. And this is like the groundwork of all of that. You know, his films, while I don't know if I've seen them, are an inspiration to the people that they make the stuff that I then made. You know, so the impact of this is very strong. Um, so I really enjoyed this one. What about you? I enjoyed this quite a bit too. Uh I've seen two of his documentaries. That was a long time ago. Mm. That and they are very obviously dated. They they have just straight up factually incorrect stuff. But of course, um, we 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 just kind of understand. Yeah. he was the pioneer. No one really did research before him, so of course he's going to get stuff wrong. And we learned stuff since then. You just kind of go, all right. It, it it's important as an artifact. Don't use it as a uh, a yeah. source right now. That said, uh, the documentary was great. It was really fun just seeing the the way he did things the 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 motivation behind what he did and then you know how he did it and how many patents he had i mean that was yeah. crazy so yeah kind of a bit of a an inventor of the way of like you know basically creating scuba up because and like underwater cameras because it didn't exist um just fascinating with it all um i kind of liked how it was like you know the early days of you know him getting started in his life and getting together and making the TV series and making the movies and all the aspect that went with that one. And then it kind of shifted. It shifted tone a little bit because it went over to um he, he was way ahead of his time of going, look, guys, things are changing under there. 
you know, we've got evidence, you know, I'm, you know, I've been diving here 30 odd years and we're seeing some stuff changing. The fish aren't here. The, the rocks are changing the pollution. And this was in the seventies. And, you know, he's going on about changing things and, you know, putting pressure on things. I mean, some of the things they were doing, like riding a tortoise um, and some of the and dynamite to blow up um, the, you're like, whoa, you can't, you know, now they have to, you know, even if they rescue a, a chick from, you know, they have to come on. Go, we are really sorry, but we felt we had to do this. Please don't, you know, the rules of what makes a documentary, you know, have been made up from this. You know, you're not supposed to interfere. And they were interfering completely. Um, but I, I, I like the aspect of it shifted to being about him then basically foreshadowing global warming, protecting the seas, you know, that there's not an infinite source, pollution. And then it's like, and then I get, and he actually, I, was, I remember getting quite like frustrated and going, this guy was doing this before I was born on television, like telling people or what. And it's just like, you know, even now, you know, we've just had the big event in Glasgow where they all, you know, we need to bring down, right, it's 50 odd years now. Like, I, I actually got me a little bit, a little like frustrated again. This, this is stupid. You know, we've been, They've been saying about this for so long. You know, we really should be a lot further forward in where we are to what it is. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we had the same in the um, in that other shark documentary we had earlier yeah. this year with the woman where she, it was primarily talking about yeah. Jaws and her work on that. But she was also saying, wow, we've seen how much has changed just in like the 20 years since we started mm. doing this. And it's obviously a lot worse now. Uh, it, it, it's hard to not, yeah, honestly feel a little bit helpless in front of it and, yeah and I, I honestly i don't know how the next generation of people are going to handle it to be honest yeah it was, it was a really good documentary i mean and what i'm liking at the minute is um national geographic are like releasing these movies um in cinemas for short runs so it's start i think um you know we had the fauci one that was the first one that dropped recently we've now had um Cousteau. Um, I'm going to be talking about the, the rescue in a minute, which has just come out in cinemas. It's coming to Disney Plus next week on the third. Um, then um, I think the week that we next weekend we're getting over here. We're getting the first wave, which is a COVID-related one. Um, that's coming on a Sunday night and coming onto Hulu in the US. So they get like two, three weeks in the cinema, and then they're coming onto the streaming. And I think that's a great way of doing these documentaries to kind of give them the prestige and the, the cinema run. I mean, I still think. Might as well just chuck them on the streaming because no one's good. How many people are going to the cinema? But getting them on there within a few weeks is actually a really good thing. Um, you know, while the while so and I, I was so, you know, my wife wasn't so keen on the becoming Cousteau one, but we then watched the rescue. So this one is um all about the Thai um a football team that gets stuck in a cave in Thailand. And they end up like calling in these British like cave divers, they go caving on their weekend. So they flew out there because there's hardly <laughs> anyone does it. And we see the story of them finding the kids and how they're going to get them out of the of the um, the cave. Um, so they're using a lot of footage um, that was filmed by all the local like um, news people because there's, there's so much footage being filmed on the surface. And um, they've also got some footage of them rescuing the kids when they see them all because they filmed them but they also reenacted a lot of it they actually reenacted a lot of it in, in on pinewood studios here in the uk but involving the people doing it you know they had all their own gear they turned up i mean they literally had a big tank filled it with some i mean i think they were even putting like broccoli and stuff in the water to try and make it um 
And they, but the thing is, because of it's it's a dark, gloomy cave full of water, really doesn't really make a lot of difference. But it really helps visually because you, you, I was, I did that one point. Turned to my wife, I was like, went. They didn't have people filming this while they were rescuing, did they? Because it was getting to that point of going, wow, there's a lot of footage. And you couldn't tell because then, they, you know, then you saw them coming out of the cave with all the crew there because obviously they were being filmed by a film crew. So it was really hard sometimes. And like afterwards, there's a little bit of research. Go, oh, no, they didn't actually reenact it. But it's such a great documentary. Got to, me and my wife, were, I literally was mesmerized for the whole thing. I watched, the whole, I, you know, it was one of those things of like, I mean, I knew they escaped because obviously it was all over the news, but fantastic documentary. Really need everyone to watch this when this drops onto Disney Plus next week. An incredible documentary. This is the stuff, you know, it is it is so good. And seeing these British divers of like what they had to do and to get these kids out of it and the risks that they went to. I mean, somebody died, you know, trying to rescue them. Um, because basically the the nobody in Thailand was trained to go into cave diving and just just incredible, an incredible documentary. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to watching this when it drops uh, with everyone else. I did not get a preview copy, so I, I, I will be seeing it next week, mm. and I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm glad that they to find out they did some reenactments because, uh, honestly, I don't think people realize how absolutely insane cave diving is. It, it, it is. Oh, these it, people are nuts. Yeah, the, you have to have a certain level of insanity to do this. It is one of the most yeah. dangerous things you can do. It actually also was very much along the lines of the people that were doing it, the hobbyists, um, were all very much like outcasts, didn't really like people, like being on their own kind of thing. Um, so they go into these caves. But I mean, I've been into some caves and, you know, they're bad enough even without being underwater. And I, you know, with scuba dives, it's just like a freak. And with, that's the thing of trying to get them out because they had to rescue some other people that were in there and realize if they can't get adults to go like 30 seconds underwater, how are they going to get kids to go two hours? Um, incredible. An incredible story. Um, heartbreaking, heartwarming, just very well made. Honestly, um, yeah, that's that's such a you've got to watch it. It's, it's definitely a good one um, to watch next week. Um, we also got um, we got the fourth episode of Dope Sick internationally. On um, have you been? Are you keeping up with the you? you I'm you watching all of I'm I'm done. I finished it off uh, because your your schedule over there was so weird. So I, I don't even know what, where did four end. So this off so the, we had episode four. So this one here was um, the girl is really starting to struggle with addiction. She's starting to hang out with a drug dealer. Also, Michael Keaton's now hooked on the drugs as well. And he's like dancing with his wife, um, but also the pressure on the the the, the people investigating them. I feel like they've found it now because the actual um, what was it the the report that was the whole thing, the entire thing was based on of having no addiction was literally a question or like a, a letter that had been put into the journal. Um, me and my wife watched it. Um, this is for this is like for us like one of the, the main show right now. I think, again, it's an incredible series. Um, yeah, like I said, we're getting them weekly. This is uh, this for me right now is one of, one of the highlights on Disney Plus. It is an incredible series. Um, can't stress how good this one is, and it's scary. I mean, my wife works in in healthcare, and we were saying, you know, we were uh, having discussions like it's like how bad the American system is with, and you know, we've seen it firsthand here um, with like how 
money's involved and all the and trying to bribe stuff, but it's nowhere near on the same level. And, the, and they're like, this is just, it just feels so wrong. If from our point of view here, we, you know, we have an NHS, you know, we have a national health service. You know, if I need to go to hospital now, it doesn't cost me a penny. You know, if I pay it through my taxes. So there's no incentive, um, you know, to get you. And it's just, it's just, it's incredible. The act, I mean, Michael Keaton getting hooked on the drugs was not something I was expecting. Um, yeah, this is for us right now. Is you know, and an amazing series. Um, I, I'm and every Wednesday, can't wait to watch watch a new one. Uh, this was a great series. I'm not. I'm not going to talk yeah. about specifics because I don't remember where things yeah. kind of finished up. And, uh, yeah, um, but the, but this is really good. I would liken this to Chernobyl. I know I mentioned that yeah. previously. An amazing show. series. But the, the, that was a fantastic series, and I remember watching that week to week and going, my just this continual feeling of like everything is awful and it's getting yeah. worse and the people who could fix it are just burying their head in the sand and not fixing it and yeah. like oh well thank goodness that couldn't happen here and like oh hey here's dope sick have fun I'm like, yeah it, 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 it is and it's just like you know you can see them kind of turning and like the, how the doctor's just like you know so you know he's, he's basically steaming stuff from his patients weaning them off so he can have the drugs and it's just yeah it is an incredible series um, the acting in it is. If this doesn't pick up, pick up some awards, I don't know what because this is a, it's a fantastic. Um, this is, I think, right now, in terms of like Disney Plus originals, you know, this is in the top. I'd probably say the top three or top five of the year so far. Um, this is, you know, very much this. Only murder is in the building. Probably. Um, I, pro I don't know if Falcon and the Winter Soldier or Loki. I don't know. Probably Loki. Probably my way out. Yeah, well, we, we're in that we're in that territory here. I, I was just realizing, I was like, oh, maybe we need to start compiling that list because we're getting towards the end of the year. Um, I've already, I have already been starting on the I, on the getting the voting ready for everyone to start voting on the best ones of the year. Yeah, for the I need, I, need, I need to put my list together. Um, this is a really good series. I definitely highly yeah. recommend it. The one thing, of course, as, as you guys have probably picked up yeah. on, uh, you do have to be in the right mental state to watch yeah. it. Uh, you will get angry at this, yeah. so, so don't. This is not the lighthearted. Um, right after family dinner, let's put something yeah. fun on Hulu or Disney. This is um, be prepared to be angry and and feel some things. But that's what I that's what I love about it. I love the fact that I yeah. you oh, yeah. feel something. Same thing with the rescue. That feeling of uh, you got an emotion from it, and you don't. Not everything can do that. And Dope Sick is one right now that's getting that for me. And yeah. amazing series. Um, speaking of I, fun and stuff to watch. Oh yeah. No, I was just going to say, it, it is a good thing that, that it causes you to feel things. You should feel things. I'm just yeah. saying, be prepared. It, it is not yeah. light watching. No. It's not something you just turn on. No, speaking of lighthearted stuff, now let's talk about the Solar Opposites holiday special, which sees um, the Solar Opposites, which are on, um, some aliens that came to Earth after their planet was destroyed. And they get a machine that they want to experience Christmas because they're not feeling too good. They recreate Jingle All The Way. I mean, step into a virtual version of it, um, cock it up, and then basically have to save Christmas because they've lost their holiday spirit. And the only way to do so is to kind of bludgeon the sun to death with with the Turbo Man. I love this show. This is such an amazing comedy. I love Solar Opposites. It it's on a different level to everything else. It's stupid. It's funny. Um, I I absolutely love Solar Opposites. I can't I can't say that enough. I, I still haven't seen it. I, I've not seen this episode. I've not seen any of season one or two, so I, I can't really comment on it. I, I think it keeps, it, it does kind of keep bumping up the, uh, the, okay, you've got a little free time. 
and and it's a light week on Disney Plus to maybe watch something. I it's not quite at the top of the list, but I'll get yeah. there eventually on it. Yeah, honestly, you got to jump. This is it's such a great series. I'm really glad they did a, a holiday special, and it was good because it dropped on Monday, so it dropped kind of this week. It's been great for Disney Plus here in the UK. Literally, Monday was Solar Opposites, Wednesday was Hawkeye, then we've had Beatles allowed. This is like five days of drops this week, and then next week. We've got a special drop on the Sunday, so yeah, it's yeah, it's just great to see all this content dropping. So that's a, that's another very high recommendation. Um, coming up this week on Disney Plus in the UK and Ireland, we're getting the Big Leap, which is a uh, Fox show in the US. It's already available currently in Australia and New Zealand on Disney Plus. It's an original series dropping over the next couple of months. I've watched the first three episodes. I was all about. Kind of like a reality TV series where they're all trying to do Swan Lake and stuff, but it's a drama series, so you, you're all the actors, and so everyone is playing the parts. So it's, it's it shouldn't work, it shouldn't work, but it's it's kind of. It, I ended up watching all three episodes in one go. I was like, oh, I want to watch the next one because it's it's a bit like it is lighthearted in the fact of, but it's also like the judges and stuff are then interacting and they've got problems, and you're seeing all the problems of. The, it's basically what would a re, what would a really good reality TV series be like if they could if the producers could get everything they wanted to actually happen? Um, again, it's just a really good drama series. I've actually been seeing some adverts and stuff running on TV over here promoting promoting it as a new the next original series for Disney Plus. Um, yeah, just I, I wasn't expecting it, but the Big Leap is um, really cool. Really enjoying that one. I mean, honestly, I think the first I heard of it was when you posted the review yeah. uh, on the website. I was like, what is this, the big leap? I don't know. Uh, so so it is a scripted version of like America's Got Talent or Britain's yeah. Got Talent, something like that. Um, I'll give this a try. I, yeah. It, you did, it's not on it, it, Hulu yet, it's, right? on, it's on Hulu. Yep. It's, uh, it's oh, kind it of like a shared Hulu slash Fox show because it's made by 20th Television, but kind of, I think, before the, it kind of got greenlit before they kind of pulled apart. But... Um, yeah, a, a really, a really surprising show. But this is again the joy of Disney Plus here in the UK right now, where we're getting such choice. You know, we're getting you know a little bit of variety coming in each week, um, which you know is is a nice thing to to be having. But yeah, so definitely if you're in the UK, check the first episode when it drops on Wednesday, and if you're in Australia, I think the fourth episode has just dropped earlier this week. So yeah, so that'll be good. So I'll be watching that over the next couple of months. Um, which is and also they confirmed the Wonder Years um, is coming on the twenty second of December, and it'll be a weekly show then um, from there. So we're starting to get a lot more shows starting to drop in and stuff. But yeah, that's all pretty cool. I'm trying to think what else? I think that was pretty much that's all I, of I our mean, that reviews. Was, yeah, that was a, a decent amount of stuff, especially since last week. You're like, we got nothing. Yeah, that was there's just like there's literally nothing dropping this week. But this is the problem. I did feel like you know we had like. Disney Plus Day, we had loads, and then we've had Thanksgiving week, loads. Um, then last week was like, meh, you got nothing. Um, you got a mini yeah. mouse doing a TV yeah. show or something like that. Yeah, so no, so next week, I'm trying to think. Um, next, next on the next podcast, I will be sharing my thoughts on Welcome to Earth. I haven't watched it yet, but um, embargoes in the week, so I'll be um, sharing my thoughts on that one next week. Plus, I'm trying to think what else there will be. Oh, we'll have a Hawkeye ne next week to be talking about. Oh, as well. Okay, um, eh, maybe we'll try out the big leap. Uh, oh, we've also got, like... um, yeah, we've also got um, the Diary of a Wimpy Kid drops on Friday. Oh, joy, and it's only about 50 minutes. That's how good the, this animated movie is only about 50 odd minutes. So it's a quite a short animated movie. 
I'm okay with that. I, I yeah. could go with some shorter, shorter content here and there. Yeah, so there is something um, as well. So there we go. Uh, and also, I'll be talking about the last jewel because that drops on the UK on on Wednesday as well. So a lot. I, I, I'm going. Yeah, I got loads of stuff to watch this week. It'll be great. Um, yeah, so not a good bad week at all. all. Right on that note, guys, I've managed to make it to the end of it. I'm, I definitely feel a bit crap. There won't be a live. Yeah. I wasn't Sorry? used to seeing myself on the well, I had, screen. Well, I, I, had, I had a few times. Kind of, yeah, there won't be a live uh, Q&A this week. And this was the experiment, because at least with this one here, I could have James talk for me a little bit. So mm -hmm. there won't be a live Q&A, but I will do one for, for um, a text version for um, those of our Patreons and YouTube channel members. But there won't be a live one this coming Sunday because my voice just won't be able to take it. Um, on that note, guys, thank you very much. See you guys soon. Laters. Later. I'd like to thank all of our Patreon and YouTube channel members for their support. You can become a member from as little as $2 a month and you get access to our weekly Q&A and much more.